How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Mark Willard covers the Giants for 95-7 the game in San Francisco on Hit and Run with Matt Spiegel. Gavin lines it to left. And over the head of Peterson, he came in and misjudged it. And the carousel starts, a stop sign at third. It's two runs in, Abreu freezes at third, and the Sox take advantage of wobbly defense for the second straight day. It's two to one. Ah, the defense was wobbly. Here's hoping that at 8 a.m. West Coast time, my guy Mark Willard from 95-7 The Game is not also wobbly. It's possible, though. He joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hello, Mark. Good morning, man. How are you? Well, I'm not going to answer the question as to whether or not any alcohol was consumed yesterday, but um, you, you know me. I'm a morning person, so we have shaked the wobbly off. And I am greater than the Giants' defense at this hour. So I'm ready to rock, buddy. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you much. Two very good, clean games for the White Sox. We're not used to that. We don't know what to do with that, really. It's two in a row. And they took advantage of the Giants. What, just, just for my own edification, so we understand, what kind of overall baseball have the Giants been playing? This is the stuff you don't know unless you live with it every day. Are they playing clean? Are their fundamentals solid lately? What are they doing? No, no, that that uh, that sound clip that you just played, where it says it's a you know uh, wobbly defense for the second day in a row, uh, you could just play that over and over for however many days the White Sox are here in San Francisco, <laughs> and uh, and it would be an accurate statement. They have been one of the worst teams in baseball when it comes to defense, which is weird to say about a team that still has a winning record. It did win 107 games last year. They still are able to succeed on some level. Uh, although you look at them and you can't figure out why. If, if, if White Sox fans have been watching the last few days, you'll notice it's a parade of, of who and, and what, and, and, and I don't know. Uh, Jock Peterson's having an all-star season at the plate, but really outside of that, there's not much for Giants fans to sink their teeth into. So it's a platooning group that doesn't do a whole lot of wow at the plate. A uh, couple of very good starting pitchers, one you'd obviously know very well in Rodon, who's having an all-star year, and Logan Webb, uh, who, you know, that was the story of the season. Even when pitched well, defense will let you down. And so there have been some hard luck pitching uh, stories for them this year. And then the defense is bad. And I, I always just feel like that kind of that rips the soul out of a baseball team 
when, as you say, you can't play clean. It's, you know, you're going to have your good days, you're going to have your bad days, but then there's those middle days where you, you've got to play clean and win a one-run game. Giants did that really well last year. They're doing a terrible job of it this year. That's really interesting. It is a similar experience in that way because the White Sox are so talented, Mark, um, with a lot of bats that have not um, played up to their power potential, that's for sure. Some pitchers, including one going today, and Lucas Giolito, who've had very bumpy seasons. But the talent is so there that you know it, you're tempted to say, well, look at the Braves last year. You know, they were under 500 and then they made some moves and they turned it on. But even then, last year, the Braves played smart and clean, and you're watching them do that again. And when you don't see a team play like that, like, like how can you sit there or Giants fans sit there and pick the Giants to win the division? I can't sit here having watched the White Sox every day and pick them to win this division. Right. No, you have to, you, you have to do the little things. It's like anything in life. Um, that's usually what it comes down to. There's oh, all the uh, I'm ready stuff. for this. I'm here for this. I'm here for the life wisdom. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, where well, you going? I, right. I mean, uh, let's see. Can we uh, can we come up with uh, with some sort of an analogy? How about yeah. How about uh, you did everything right. You ate right. You ate good, oh, and uh, so so you're doing the healthy living. You didn't have any drinks late at night. You got your sleep. Yeah. But but Matt. You don't take care of your toenails. And so then you get an ingrown toenail, yeah. and you wake up the next morning, and all that perfect stuff that you did, but you're limping, yeah. and, and you're miserable because you didn't take care of that little thing. So that's, that's kind of how I look at the Giants. And maybe the White Sox are similar, although I'll say this. Here's one difference, because you point out, like, talented, exciting hitters at the plate. Giants fans would trade plays with White Sox fans in a heartbeat even though the Giants have a little bit of a better record. They're similar teams. It's kind of middling, but Giants fans right now are screaming from the rooftops of, oh, this, this brilliant analytic team building that Farhan Zaidi is doing, platooning, pulling guys up from the minors, sending them down, new players every day, but you haven't heard of any of them. Even if they win, they're like, I'd rather sacrifice a little bit in the standing and have some hitters that would – Prevent me from leaving to go to the bathroom when they're up. And, and, and the, the Giants have none. And the only one they have, you guys have watched this, is Jock Peterson. And Gabe Kapler will pinch hit for him in the sixth, seventh, or eighth inning if a left-hander is on the mound. So that's kind of what's driving Giants fans nuts right now. All right. There's a lot there. Uh, first of yeah. all, yeah, I don't know. Who is the ingrown toenail? I guess on uh, on the socks, maybe maybe Yasmani Grandal is the ingrown toenail. I don't know what it is. It, it, it sounds like Gabe Kapler might be the ingrown toenail. But you know, here's what's interesting: is that White Sox fans, I think, would pine for, and I know they do because I've talked to them every day, pine for the um, really super smart analytical front office with Farhan and Scott Harris and a manager who is a partner. Because Gabe Kapler's a partner with those guys, yeah. right? You, you, you yeah. watch and you feel like he is doing the bidding of the front office, or at least they're working together. And, of course, Kapler has final say over things like lineup and things like that. Here, 
Here, when we watch the White Sox, we're seeing a, a manager who is a philosopher king in a leftover role from Earl Weaver, you know? Um, and oh he, and he's, he's in charge of the entire the org on, on a lot of levels, while the GM who helmed the rebuild is kind of helpless during the games. So, like, it's crazy because I think there's a lot of Sox fans who would trade places with the Giants. How How is that part of it working, the manager cooperation with the front office? Because that's what it is most places. Well, yeah, it's a push-pull, and you don't need to explain to Bay Area fans about the stubbornness of Tony LaRusso. We get it <laughs> uh, completely, right? So so um, he, here's, here's the push-pull that's going on. With, with that concept, because I, here's how I would describe what you were just saying and why I back Farhan, Scott Harris, Gabe Kapler. They always, and I mean always, every day, every meal, every hour, every minute, always have a plan. You don't have to like the plan, but they have a plan. And the, the problem with that is, again, the push-pull is, Giants fans are sitting here going, that's great that you're winning more games than you're losing, but you're boring. And, and so you can get away with that if you then succeed in the postseason. This is a little bit of an unfair narrative that gets built here, but they win 107 games last year, and then they lose in the air quotes first round because they were playing a team with 106 wins, and the series went to a fifth game and was tied 1-1 in the eighth inning. But the narrative that came out of that was, Oh, so you've got this regular season plan that works, but you don't have the big-time boppers that can really beat good pitching in the playoffs. It's a little bit unfair. But that's that's where Giants fans are because the fan mentality is still in a transition from what you just said. This is a group that fell in love with Bruce Bochy. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to borrow the word wobbly again. You wobble out to the mound at age who knows what, and you tell everybody that you used your gut and you make all the right moves, and you win three World Series. And so now here comes Gabe Kapler, who looks like a model when he's walking out to the mound, you know, with the latest New Giants hoodie on and, and executing a perfect plan that the fans don't really want to see because they want you to stick with your guys. So it's, it's that, that's the dynamic that I, I, I have some understanding on both sides of it. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's turning when you go on a losing streak like they are now. The fans turn quick. Wow. Um, grass, greener, analogy, uh, yep. maxim, uh, words yep. people say a lot. Yep. Um, I can broadcast. It's Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run on 670 The Score <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Mark Willard with us. How has Carlos Rodon been? I see the numbers. Is the velocity still where it was at the beginning of the year? Because I'll tell you, the narrative here has been, oh, my God, Rodon looks so good. But – Let's wait till July. Let's wait till July and August. Let's see if the arm is still there, see how the health is, see if the dominance is still there. Because the first month and a half, obviously, you had a lot of White Sox fans going, why the hell did we let that guy go? Right, right. So he comes out here, and all of a sudden, he's putting up numbers. The Giants fans, he's right alongside Tim Lincecum in terms of strikeouts to start a season. Um, and, And people are going, oh, my gosh, this is like this is the signing of the off season. I had talked to you and enough people in Chicago to where I was like, okay, but I, I know where, where this is supposed to go. I know the arm is supposed to break down and, and, and so we'll see. And then you get to month two of the season and here's that word wobbly again. Like it was not, he had a really poor start in St. Louis kind of messed up his numbers. 
and and it seemed to stick with him for a few starts. Even though he wasn't horrible, he was just kind of okay. But to answer your question about the velocity, yeah, the 96-97 has pretty much been there the whole time. And then he got to the month of June, and he went right back to the guy he was in April. He has been absolutely lights out. And now we go back to Gabe Kapler and the team and their plan. They are very, very discerning in terms of, uh, you know, when they're going to stick with Carlos and let him stay in a game. So I think they've got a mind to it as well. You rarely see Carlos go to the seventh inning. Um, and, and, you know, if, if he does, it's because that pitch count is only sitting at about 80 or so, and he's really rolled through it. So I think they're working on him on attacking the strike zone a little bit more because early on in the season it was 10 strikeouts a night, but that took so many pitches that he had a lot of nights where he did the five and dive. And, and, and that, that was it. So, um, so, so far, so good. Like, he looks absolutely fantastic. He's going to make the all-star team. But until he does it from the beginning of the season to the end, those of us who are watching know the experience that you all had watching him out there. Mark, um, last thing. Have you gotten a chance to watch and or experience your mean Mercedes uh, just <laughs> just yet? This is – it's a very interesting chapter in White Sox baseball over the past couple years. Kind of a pivotal guy in terms of things that have happened between the team and the manager, in my opinion. That's a longer yep, story. Yep. But, 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 but he's there now. I see he's played in two games. He has one hit. Have you gotten to experience yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah, well, not only did I get to experience I was there for that hit, Matt. I was there in person, and, uh, and I watched the only hit in the history of your mean Mercedes' Giants career. And uh-huh. It's a moment I'll never forget. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I will, uh, I'll tell you, he homered, he homered in triple a last night. I do know that. Uh, um, and, and uh, again, going back to the Bay area is very familiar with the stubbornness of Tony La Russa. There are some of us here who kind of dig your mean Mercedes for the experience that he had, uh, with, uh, with Tony La Russa, but yeah, he's a, right. He's an interesting shaped dude and has kind of like, Right, there's movements going on all over the place, yes. different directions. When he's right, so so, I'm fascinated by him. Um, but by the same token, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, it, it's a different thing, and I, I guess as I said earlier, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for something a little less cookie cutter, and uh, he certainly fits the bill. Uh, but with the way the Giants roster rolls, you know, he'll probably do no more than just be up and down and up and down, unless. Uh, you know, he really catches fire when he's up, and then uh, and then maybe uh, maybe he'll stay. But um, a curious one of eyebrow up to see where this goes for sure. Okay, uh, well, you know, in, enjoy him if he gets back, and yeah, it gives you a little bit of that that kung fu panda vibe, right? I mean, we love the chubby, right? Yes, right. I mean, remember what that was like here. People wore hats in the stands. Uh, you know, they've never. No other player has ever made people put animals on their heads uh, in in middle of a game since Pablo. Maybe your mean is the guy. Yeah, thank you. I it, I've, I appreciate the reporting that people wore hats in the stands. That means a lot. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, I man. Do good stuff. All right, thank you, Mark. Appreciate you, man. Go back to sleep. Uh, all right, buddy. <laughs> Actually, he sounded pretty perky. Mark Willard sounded sounded damn perky and just fine. Um, so you're mean, uh, the Yerminator for a couple of days there in San Francisco and now back to the minor leagues, but it's interesting, right? As, as much consternation as there has been that, um, that, that Tony and Rick are not kind of lockstep 
And Lord knows I see that. There's a team out there that has a front office and a manager in lockstep. This game is hard. This game is frustrating. I want to talk to you White Sox fans right now at 312-644-6767. You know what this stretch is, right? One more with the Giants today. And then three at home with Minnesota. Four at home with Detroit. Then four on the road with Cleveland, four on the road at Minnesota. Here we go. And that is followed by four more back at home with Cleveland. So that is 19 straight games against the division. And that is 14 of those games against the two teams ahead of you in the American League Central. What you got? What do you think you're going to see? This is quite a moment. The Twins walked it off again yesterday. Um, It was Buxton two days ago. Cleveland has been playing a really interesting brand of baseball. They walked off Minnesota a couple of times. But um, it is still the Twins very much in charge in the American League Central, but the White Sox have something to say about it over the next 19 games. Let's discuss on Hit and Run, 312-644-6767. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster tempur-pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details 
Hit and Run, Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. to noon on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's Sports Station. Put his glove over, trying to do whatever he can. Now he's ready. Two and two for Garcia. And a right field base hit. Yastrzemski up with it. Throw to the plate is not in time. The first run with two out in the ninth. And Garcia drives it home. It is one nothing. Sox. Big, big moment on Friday night for the White Sox and Leury Garcia. And a big moment for Tony La Russa, who uh, was able to feel really good about a guy that he just absolutely loves. We've talked so much about La Russa and Leori Garcia this year. During the course of the season, it's Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run Callers. We'll get to you in a second. Tony loves him. Tony believes in him. It fits a lot of the ideology that Tony has about ballplayers, about games, about lineups, um, and about his own thoughts and stubbornness, etc. So when he gets a moment like that where Leori comes up with a really, really big hit and a well-played one nothing clean White Sox win on a Friday night in San Francisco, Tony is raving. Leary's had a rough go of it. I mean, for the most part, he's, uh, he's, he's struggled this year. So, you know, to see him... He's been better lately. Through. Just got to watch. Watch his at-bats here the last two weeks. They're not, not like they were earlier. He's getting closer and closer. He's a big-time player. Got a big-time hit. It's a big-time arm out there, so... Uh, he's special. I mean, it was huge for us. Thanks to do what he did. Come out with that. Amazing. So, great win. Big time player. He's special. Man. It hurts, man. It's just he leans in. Tony leans in so hard when he gets a chance. He leans in even when he doesn't get a chance. He leans in when you ask about Lenin Sosa. He says, the at-bats, you got to watch Leury. You know, he leans in when he doesn't pinch hit for Leury. In a big moment last week, he says uh, he earned that at bat. He earned that. It's not how people manage anymore in the big leagues, but whatever. Liori with the big uh, the big hit. Here's another one from Tony about uh, Liori's approach on Friday. Well, I, I mean, the other day we talked about it, and then I, you know, I know everybody's striking out. But Tony put the ball in play. He's he's been there, and uh, and he got he got hit earlier, didn't he? I mean, so it's makes it on us and Tim we're getting three hundred. Hard. In that situation, two out, two strikes on you against that arm, that, that's as good as it gets. As good as it gets. Tony just he's so thrilled. He's so happy that Leary shows up. Just remember that um, if you're, if you're going to go that hard when there's something good, then you got to accept it when everybody else goes that hard when there's something bad. You know? And there's been a lot of bad. I don't need to point out the numbers. We all know what Leary Garcia is. And I, I hate this part of the conversation. I'll tell you why. Because I got a lot of respect for Leory Garcia. Leory Garcia has carved out so far a nine year career with the White Sox as, frankly, the 26th best player on a roster, every roster he's ever been on. He's the 26th best player, okay? Certainly at the big leagues. And I'm cool with that guy. I'm cool with that guy being around. He can play the outfield. He can play the infield. He can give you a couple little scrappy at-bats. He can do all those things. He just shouldn't play as much as he has. He just shouldn't be up as high in the lineups as much as he has. All of that stuff is all there. We all know it. It's, it, it we've been exhausted by the conversation. But, uh, Tony, just know, if you're going to go that hard, 
um, when the good things happen, just, you know, um, be prepared for everybody else to go that hard when the bad things happen. And Lord knows we have, and we've all had lots of chances at that. But big win for the Sox Friday night and a big win yesterday. How you feeling, White Sox fans? Let's talk to a couple of you. Ron on the south side, heard it was your birthday. Happy birthday, sir. Welcome in. Thank you. Thank you very much, Speed. And um, thank you to your wonderful producer, Sean. Uh, real quick, I'm cautiously optimistic. I just get reeled in so quick with these White Sox. But uh, one of the things they're going to have to do, the next seven games they're playing, they're going to have to play better at, at, at home and in the division. The reason I'm optimistic, well, hopefully Lloyd is coming back. But I really think, Speed, that the pitching, the pitching, I wanna, I'm going to watch Giolito um, today, but I'm not impressed at all with Minnesota or, or Cleveland. I, I look at Cleveland's record, but I, I, the White Sox, is, in terms of talent, are far better than these teams. But I do want to ask you a question. At the end of these 18, 18 games, and the White Sox are really just playing below or near 500, and it doesn't seem like they can win a division. Do you think uh, they'll go out, make a trade to improve the team, or is it a possibility they just maybe start moving some players? So those are my questions. Always a pleasure, Speaks. Ron, thank you, man. Appreciate you. I mean, this uh, this is the moment right here. Next 19 games, all in the month of July, you you can define yourself. You can define your season a little bit more right here. I feel like it's already been kind of defined, but I'm not naive enough to, uh, to understand that baseball can shift on you. It can change on you. Look, Yohan Moncada being healthy and effective from the left side is a very powerful and important thing for that lineup. Joe Kelly now being able to go in back-to-backs. If you didn't hear it earlier, I um, reported in the first segment that part of the agreement between Kelly and the White Sox was that he wouldn't go back-to-backs um, in, uh, up until July 1, coming off the injury. Now he's freed up to do that. He went back-to-back for the first time yesterday. Kendall Graven went back-to-back yesterday. A little bit bumpy for both of them, but they got it done. If Liam Hendricks comes back and those guys can slot back in as the power theoretically comes... That would be nice. Need the power to come. Um, then, look, there's still time enough to do it, but what you got? I mean, people have been talking about the division being the thing working in the White Sox favor. Well, let's see now. I think the Twins are good. I think the Indians, the Guardians, excuse me, the Guardians lineup is scrappy and smart as hell. Loaded with really interesting, good contact hitters. Obviously, Jose Ramirez, but Stephen Kwan's been back on fire over the last couple weeks. Ahmed Rosario can hit. Andres Jimenez can hit. Oscar Gonzalez can hit. And their manager is one of the absolute best in the game. Their pitching development is one of the absolute best in the game. It's a really good, smart organization that does not spend and that ends up biting them in the ass sometimes, but... This is going to be a very tough stretch over the next 19. Stan, in Bellwood, you have said all year long that the thing working in the White Sox advantage was the division that they're in. Well, game on right now for these next 19 games, Stan. I hear that. Uh, Happy 4th, Steve. You too. Hey, um, 
I'm looking forward to the uh, next uh, two, three-week stretch here. Um, Head-to-head battles is where it's at. That's how the White Sox can influence the standings. Uh, Do they mean business, or are they what their record says they are? Uh, One thing, uh, this is a three-team race, not a two-team race, uh, and I think the White Sox definitely need to think in terms of winning the division and not a wild card, Uh, because no matter how bad the central division is, winning the division does count for something. And so uh, somebody has to win it. I don't believe that the White Sox are one of the five or six uh, best teams in the American League. But if if you win the division, you win the division, and you've earned you've earned your way uh, into the postseason. So um, the the one thing about the, you know playing so many games head to head against both the Twins and the Guardians is that. Uh, it's a two-way uh, thing. It's a two-way deal here when you play head-to-head. When you win, not only do you move forward, your opponent moves back. So uh, you're, you're establishing position here. I, we will find out, <laughs> you know, what the White Sox are made of, uh, you know, over the next few weeks, and I'm looking forward to it. Now, I haven't abandoned the White Sox, but I'm much more skeptical than I was going into the season. I was very confident. I'm skeptical now. The White Sox have to show me, you know, what they're made of. Uh, you know, my attitude is prove it. But if they're going to make hay and win this division, the time is now. And playing head-to-head is the best way to do it. Yeah. Game on. It's, here it is. That's right. Here it is. Let's go. Adam Engel probably coming back early this week. Liam Hendricks probably coming back early this week. Could be transformative in a couple of ways to have Hendricks back. Game on. What you got? I love this text um, via the text zone, which is brought to you by Rose and Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at roseandhyundai.com. By the way, I could not recommend Rose and Hyundai more highly. I just had a wonderful experience for me and for my family over at Rose and Hyundai of Algonquin. But this texture says, Speaks, fight it. It's bad energy to get mad when Garcia does well and Tony getting righteous when it's right. Don't worry. Tony's still wrong. Garcia's still a problem, and you, can, you just can't get into a cycle of actively rooting against a dude that is in a position of Tony's making. Don't do that to Garcia. As a man, a human, don't do that to him or yourself. It's fine that he does well. Sun shines on a squirrel twice a day. That's not how it works, but Tony is still wrong. I love that text. That's yeah, perfect. That man. is that is perfect, and that speaks right to my vibes. And I even thought about it this morning. I'm like, all right, I got to talk about Leary. It's like, oh, God, Tony, don't do that. And, and, and you know what? The older we get, it's easier to be cynical. Thank you, texter. Thank you, listeners. I, I, I said it in there. I have a lot of respect for Leary. You did. You gave him his due. But it's, but it's Tony that gets me mad. And for me to allow Tony to get me mad when he's praising his guy for doing it right, I just... I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly what it is, Texture. I'll tell you what bothers me. What bothers me in any walk of life, whether it's a band trying to make the best musical decision, whether it is a collaborative bunch of actors and filmmakers trying to make the best artistic decision or whether it is the best team and coaches and front office trying to make the best competitive decision. 
What bothers me more than anything is when individuals allow their own stubbornness and their own desire to be right get in the way. And I hate that Tony's desire to be right about Leary continues to get in the way of sensible decisions. So it like it offends my baseball sensibility sensibilities. More than that, it, it it offends my spiritual sensibilities. So you hear me tussle with myself about this stuff. But no offense to Leary Garcia intended whatsoever. Have a wonderful morning, everybody. I'm not going anywhere, though. Rob Bradford is coming up from WEEI to talk Red Sox and Cubs. Mick Gillespie next hour. Chris Kampka next hour. I'm rolling. It's hit and run. Speaks with you until Cody Decker at noon on the score. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. What was it most like pitching at a Wrigley Field? Uh, to be honest, a little underwhelming. I didn't really... Fenway kind of has a presence to it. Yeah. I really didn't get that here, to be honest. I think it's very... Like I said to my mom last night, this place is very stock standard. If you ask me, I didn't really... I didn't really feel anything, to be honest. Kind of just felt like another ballpark. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? Josh Winkowski. That is, um, it's Josh, right? Josh Winkowski. I want to make sure I get his name right. Um, He has really riled up some Cub fans this morning with the assertion that Wrigley is stock and standard. 
My goodness. I've never played on either field. I don't know what it feels like from the mound. From the stands, we have discussed. Let's uh, talk about the Red Sox and the Cubs in this series with our friend Rob Bradford from WEI Radio in Boston, our Odyssey brethren who joins us on the Circa Resort Casino Hotline, Circa Resort Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Rob, good morning. How are you? Well, in fairness, Matt, you, you have the stock standard guest on with you right now from Boston. So it's, it's, uh, so I think we're playing for the tie, right? So there you go. Stock and standard. So how, what kind of a guy is Winkowski? Is he like somebody to get a little salty after a loss or somebody to get a little salty after he's been told, oh, you're going to love it, you're going to love it, you're going to love it, and he wants to like engender goodwill with the teammates? What's going on here, Rob? We don't really know because he's only been in rotation for four starts. And so, you know, I guess I give him uh, some credit for being confident in what he feels. But I think that, like, it's, it's a great conversation. And I think that as we've been here all week, it's been a lot of fun seeing the Red Sox fans and having to compare and contrast and everything else. And I've been on our radio station to say, listen, I mean, in terms of outside, not even close. Oh, my goodness. The scene out around the park, not even close. Wrigley's so good. So much better. And not even close. But Winkowski, I think that it's a wake-up call for the people who, are, who don't understand where baseball, the 24-year-old baseball player is coming from, which is maybe they don't really care so much about the history. Maybe they don't really care so much about all the things that you and I care about. They care about the amenities. They care about, you know, what, it, what the stands look like, whatever it is. But I think that that's part of this equation, honestly. And that's sort of sad, but that's just the reality of it. Well, that's interesting. Part of the equation from the young player's perspective. So, um, you know, having been in that Cubs clubhouse, uh, it's gorgeous. I'm sure you've walked over and seen that in your time. Um, The visiting clubhouse at Wrigley. Uh, it does not probably feel special. Like those, those guys, those guys love that kind of stuff. They love the amenities. They love feeling like they're taken care of. And if they don't feel it, then they can take that personally. You think that's part of it? Yeah. I mean, that's like he, Josh Winkowski comes here and, he, and that's how he's probably viewing it, which is like, Oh, well, you know, there's this, a special place for him is, is this enormous clubhouse with video games everywhere. I don't want to speak for him, but yeah. this is a gas, you know, in, in, you know, listen, I mean, that Wrigley visiting clubhouse isn't that much worse than the Fenway visiting clubhouse. Fenway visiting clubhouse is terrible, too. And, and there's a lot of terrible visiting clubhouses. So yeah. I think that he just looks around and just says, well, you know, what, I'm, I'm not going to, like, go bathe in the ivy. So what, you know, all I know is I go out to the pitching mound, I throw. There's not a lot of foul ground. The visiting clubhouse is small. Stock standard, boom. Yeah, boom. Uh, you know, it's so funny because I, I, I've, I've known for years before Theo got here and they did their rebuild that ended so dramatically and like perfectly in 2016. I knew Red Sox fans like, you know, my dad, who uh, quickly returned, Rob, after a win in 2004, quickly somehow found a way to return (laughs) to a grumpy place of expected torture as if it's a birthright. And it doesn't (laughs) and it didn't just go away. My dad still he's 89 to be like, ah, they're born to break my heart. And I'm like, Dad, they've won four titles in the last 20 years. What the hell's wrong with you? So uh, it's so funny because now I'm seeing that happen with 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 Cubs fans like is it just so ingrained that it never goes away for the fans that you deal with well this is what this is what we're born to this is the fuel right 
This is our fuel. This is and 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 you know, I know I can only speak for Boston, but I know it's our fuel. It's where you know you can go on a if they go on a ten game winning streak, and you know they run and talk about Rafi Devers and Xander Bogart's contract, and it's always good for business if one way or the other the Yankees are involved. Like there are certain things that are our fuel, and so I think that's probably what you're talking about. Is that this is just how it is? It's is we 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 can't have nice things. I, I forgot who said that, but we can't have nice things, and and that's just I guess part of the quote unquote fun fun of being a, a baseball fan in both places. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's true, and there's something there's there's a strength in that collective feeling when you bond with people about the oppressive <laughs> the, 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 the oppressive evil team that breaks your heart, even when they have theoretically stopped um, breaking your heart. Here there is an assumption that ownership is going to go back to the decades and decades of, of, of Tribune Company ownership that just sucked the marrow out of the fan base while not paying for, for a team. So you see a step back this, this way, and this is what fans feel. What, what do fans feel there? Are they hearkening back to some Tom Yawkey stuff? Is there stuff that's still in there or no? No. Nah, well, <laughs> see, we've been through so many ways over the last decades of – you know, Ben Sherrington, Larry Lucchino, Dave Dombrowski, now Heim Bloom. And so you're trying to figure out what the philosophy is. It's been ch- changed at all, every step along the way. Dombrowski was, well, even before Dombrowski was, if the Red Sox want a guy, they're going to go get him. They get want David Price, they're going to pay $40 million more than the Cubs offered. You know, they, so it's, that's what they were going to do. Dave Dombrowski, if you, hey, you know what? Prospects, schmospects. You know, it's, I'm, I'm going to go trade them for the guys that we need. Now, Bloom is a little bit different, and we're sort of riding this out and seeing where it lands because other than Trevor's story, they haven't really shown a propensity to really blow anybody away with contract offers. They want to build up the farm system. They want to do it, gasp the Tampa model to a certain degree. That's why he was hired by ownership. But you talk about the Cubs. What's interesting to me, I was thinking about this, is that you know when Theo was in charge of the Red Sox and certainly also with the Cubs, it was like he was always out ahead of the curve, right? I mean, I've known Theo since he was, you know, the GM, the Red Sox, 28 years old. And he was always out ahead of the curve. And now you, you have all these Theos in the industry doing the things, and, and everyone's sort of caught up to this way of finding the, the untapped gems that Theo was so good at. So it's almost like, to me, you've got to go out and pay for certainty more than ever because everybody is going to find the guy who can, if you switch a hand position on a two-seamer, it might click, it might not. But you're going to pay for certainty at some point, and that's where I think that that's where fans get frustrated because they know that. This is uh, the the behind-the-scenes, like sort of bigger-picture theory that I can't get enough of. And there are a lot of Cub fans who've been trying to think about it as well, is that did the game pass Theo by during his time here? It's just that he was so ahead, and now there's a million guys. Everybody's got a pitch lab, right? And the rules, the rules changed so you couldn't pay over slot when you draft somebody and take advantage of that. And the rules changed so you couldn't pay in terms of, of, of international signing and stuff like that. So it becomes a different thing. So that's interesting to hear you say that you'd pay for cost certainty. Um, did it surprise you to see 
the way that the this particular 10 years of Theo in Chicago ended with some spending on a couple of contracts that really blew up in, um, in Tyler Chatwood and Brandon Morrow in the first year of Darvish, and then just kind of him exiting. Did it surprise you to see the way it ended here for Theo? No, not really. I mean, listen, I mean, Theo is obviously, he, you know, he might go in the Hall of Fame. I don't know, but he's, you know, but still, like, he had his misses. He had his misses with the Red Sox. And, and I think the overall, the, the overall strength was, like, to, to the point that I brought up before, which is I thought he thought, out, thought outside the box. He was really good at staying ahead of the curve and, and finding the right guys at the right time. I mean, I, the, the John Lester era, for me, is a perfect example of that where, you know, he's saying, you know, we're going to develop these hitters and we're going to go out and pay for pitchers. Well, the problem with that, it worked for a while until you don't have any pitchers that you developed at all. And, and the Red Sox went through the same thing. So it's uh, – it, and then in terms of his exit, no, I mean, he doesn't – it's the Terry Francona thing when he was in Boston. You know, same thing with Theo in Boston. Yeah. You know, there's a shelf life work, they move on. Yeah, that's, it seems to be the way they feel. Um, Rob, I don't know if you had a chance to read Don Van Natta's profile of Rob Manfred this week. It was, it's really quite something, and, and you really get to thinking about what is, there is about Manfred the guy that rubs me so wrong, about Manfred the commissioner, you know? Um, so I wonder what kind of commissioner Tom Warner would have been. Because it, 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 that was the other guy. That was the finalist, was the Red Sox exec. Um, uh, uh, Tom Warner, it, 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 was he, would he have had a nicer, softer touch? I wonder if fans would have enjoyed the experience more than Rob Manfred. Yeah, I think it's a good point, Matt. I mean, I think that, you know, Warner comes from obviously the entertainment business. He understands the public perception. He understands that a lot more than Rob Manfred, who comes from the law background. And, you know, he, you know Tom Warner's smart enough where he wouldn't have thrown out the piece of metal line, even though obviously, you know, that was what it was, what it was, but it had damage in terms of relationship of the players. I will say this about Manfred, where he's starting to finally wake up about a lot of this stuff in terms of public perception. And, and I can tell you a huge, huge thing for the player's perspective is him going on that tour after the lockout to every team to meet with all the leaders of the team and a lot of these guys who really, really had a problem with Manfred, including with the, the trophy remark, they came out of that room saying, oh, all right, you know what? He's a human being. He's done his mea culpa. Maybe we can move on. Like, a lot of this still, I think, is, is perception. He has a lot of things to prove. But to me, like, Rob Manfred, you know, what did he say? First sign of addiction is denial. I mean, he has to – I think he's finally realized that he had a problem and he's, he's it, this article being an example of that, he's starting to address it a little bit. All right, last thing, Rob. Um, what do you see for Xander Bogart's next five years, and are the Red Sox going to pay for that? Cubs might consider it. Yeah, let's go. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next five, well, I mean, the Red Sox, you know, this is a tough one. I mean, he is a leader of the team. He wants to stay in Boston. They are clearly undervaluing him now. Um, I know that he's frustrated, and it's, it's, it's one of these things where you, the old regime would be like, okay, you know what, we're going to sign you, we're going to sign you a deal, it's no questions asked, you're going to be a Red Sox guy. But, you know, I, they're just not valuing him, and you can't tell me that Trevor Story is leverage. He's a good player. What he should be is their everyday second baseman, and Vander Bogart should be the leader of the team at short going forward. But they have Devers sitting there, he's up after next year, so – it's a tricky situation. Matt, I mean, they have so many guys up. J.D. Martinez, Avaldi, 
uh, Bogarts, Waka, Hill, like, just a ton of guys wow. who are up. It's going to be a crazy offseason. Wow. Uh, it, it, it can, is, is Bogarts a better shortstop than Story at this point? Like, should Bogarts be a second baseman over the next five years? Nico Horner's playing pretty well defensively. Yeah, you know, I, I, Bogarts, first of all, wherever he signs, he's, he's going to sign to be a shortstop. He's okay. I mean, I think that he's okay. He gets to the he makes the plays when he gets to the ball. So obviously, he's a bigger guy. You know, I would have some concerns over Story's arm. I just think that Story Story might win the Gold Glove at second base, but I think that he wouldn't never win the Gold Glove at shortstop. But I think that that Bogarts is okay if you put him there. You know, three years at short, and then you move him off. Hmm. That makes sense. Hey, Rob, thanks, man. Nice to see you on Thursday night at the hot stove. Uh, cool music VIP thing, and uh, nice to talk to you, and I uh, hope you enjoy our stock standard city while you're here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, I tell you what, your singing is not stock standard. <laughs> excellent job, so good job. Oh, thanks, brother. We had fun. All right, man. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you. Right. Yeah, hot stove cool music was this weekend. It is one of my favorite events every year. I couldn't get to the event itself on Friday because I had a gig myself with Tributosaurus out of Fitzgerald's. Welcome back to the American Music Festival, the Great American Music Fest in Fitzgerald's. Just an unbelievable weekend out there. I had such a great time playing with Tributosaurus. We did REM on Friday, but did the VIP party for Hot Stove Cool Music on Thursday. And then Friday's event just looked amazing at the Metro. Mavis Staples playing and joined on the finale. Um, I'll Take You There by the Staples Singers by Josh Cantor uh, on the organ. Josh Cantor is the organist at Fenway Park. Cantor is from Evanston um, and just a beautiful guy. At his home, Josh Cantor has the practice organ that once belonged to Nancy Faust from the White Sox. And I, it's just, I could talk about that stuff for hours and hours and just wonderful, wonderful confluence of music and baseball a tremendous weekend, and Hot Stove Cool Music does great stuff for the foundation to be named later. That's Theo Epstein's foundation that he launched with his twin brother, Paul. Just great, great stuff. To see Peter Gammons and Bernie Williams and others there on Thursday night and then Friday night was just uh, spectacular. So uh, congrats to everyone involved, and so sad I had to miss it on this particular Friday. All right, lots coming up next hour. Mick Gillespie on some Cubs prospects. We'll get Cam Connected to wrap it up. Noon is Cody Decker. But next, exactly what a local newspaper profile should be. We'll talk about the the baseball gem profiled and talk with the man who did the profiling next on Hit and Run. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.